If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson. A thoughtful podcast helping Christians navigate life. A podcast for Christ. Covering faith, family, political issues, using God's word, the Bible. The victory is ours. Let our light shine before others so they may glorify our Father in heaven. Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson. Hey, good afternoon to you. Thank you so much for joining me here on September 27th. Another day in the Lord. Beautiful out, California. If it's first time you're listening, thank you so much. If you're returning, you're always welcome here. This is this is um, my attempt to help connect people in the kingdom. And we'll be doing that with live call-in shows, and then I'll be uh, having some guests come on and connecting you with some ministries. But as as we do these first couple podcasts, so I can you know, tighten it up every day because this is all about this is all about the kingdom, right? This is about doing our best with the gifts the Lord has given us. But on today's podcast, I'm going to talk to you like I would talk to somebody if we were sitting face to face. If we were at a Starbucks or wherever your favorite coffee house is. Because here's the problem that I that I'm seeing and hate to use that frequently, but the word of God contains everything that we need for godly living. It talks about all of the issues, not down to the nuance, but it goes from finances to sexuality, to raising children, to marriage, to paying taxes, to being a good neighbor. We have the Old Testament, the New Testament. So we 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 have we have the the same the God the same God yesterday, day, today, and forever. But we had the Old Testament where crisis was concealed, the New Testament where He's revealed, and this Word of God is for people that are filled with the Holy Spirit and that can and will accept. And as the Holy Spirit empowers them, go out in in faith and do 
live the life that Christ has called us to live individually. The world, they're looking in going, oh, that's a bunch of archaic, murderous, blah, blah, blah. It's zomophobic, whatever, whatever, whatever. But what's interesting is there's times when they will attack the Old Testament as non-Christians, as secularists, whose dad is a devil, because Jesus said if you're, if you're not a believer in Christ and, and God is not your father in heaven, then your father is the devil. But sometimes they'll come into the Old Testament and say, see? Or they'll go into the New Testament, see? And it's more and more obvious in these later days, not, I don't know if it's the end times, but we're definitely marching towards apostasy. That people don't know their Bibles. I, I, I assume and I know somewhat because I've been to churches that are seeker-friendly. The people are, they're, they're on social media all week. They go to church. They get their funny sermon, which they forget when they get out in the car. And then they go back to being on social media and pursuing money and pursuing self. And then on Sunday, they go back to church. So whatever that little amount of food that they're being fed on Sunday, that is supposed to get them through the whole week. And that is not, that is not the sign of a saved person. Jesus isn't Lord if, you, if he gets 20 minutes of your time during a funny, I'm not going to call it a sermon, a skit put on by an entertainer in a fancy building. So what's happening right now is that the, the church is either overtly, openly, social justice, pro-homosexual, whatever, which is obviously means they're non-Christian, or they're like closet socialist. But what's happening is with reference to the spending bills that the Democrats are trying to push through, even though the left tries to claim separation of church and state, that's why back in the 60s, the Democrats were able to get the Bibles removed from schools, the Ten Commandments, prayer, 70s, they legalized abortion. So the left has always been separation of church and state, separation of church and state. But now you have, like, the governor, the governor of New York who took over for Cuomo, Kathy Hochul, she actually was allowed in a pulpit in Brooklyn's Christian Culture Center. So she was allowed there, and she said, I prayed a lot to God during this time, and you know what? God did answer my prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists and the doctors, the researchers, he made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us, and we must say, thank you, God, thank you, and I will wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say I'm vaccinated. 
all of you, yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know there's people out there who are not listening to God, and that's what God wants. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. So much for church and state, huh? Going to go in and try to tell Christians to put their trust in the government and then to go out and be apostles for the state to try to twist people's arms and force them to be vaccinated. Interesting. And there's a whole movement of Christians that are thinking that way. Jesus said not to be, we're in the world, not of the world, not to get entangled with the things of the world that prevent us from living our lives, to be set apart, aliens. But Christians and pseudo-Christians, fake Christians, they, some of them, they like to live and be just as involved as the non-believers. So there's an article here from Religion News that Christian groups meet with the White House to advocate for social programs, voting rights. Christian leaders meet with the White House to advocate for social programs, voting rights. Quote, those who have benefited the most should contribute to the common good of society and invest the most in the most vulnerable, the faith leader said in a letter. Is that what the church does? We try to connect. We try to work with politicians that are signing off on laws that say you can kill a baby till the sec till it takes its last its first breath out of the womb, you can kill the baby. Yeah, we should go work with those people. Oh, we, we should go and separate the church and the people in the communities by skin color and make the people with pigment in their skins hate people that have white skin. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. We should go after, not, not we, should, we should abandon our trust in God using our talents and, and lifting, up the, lifting up Christ and, and, and joining with other believers to show the world that Christ is, Christ existed and is real because of our love for one another. No, no, no. Uh, this, this new, this sect out of Christianity says, no, we should agree with the government to punish people that have been successful and take their stuff and redistribute it in the name of economic justice, which is basically Marxism. So faith leaders representing, uh, Jack Jenkins wrote this at religionnews.com. Faith leaders representing a broad spectrum of Christian groups will meet with the White House on Wednesday, September 22nd to advocate for voting rights and social programs that they say protect the poor and the vulnerable. The group, which is organized by Navasi Group Circle of Protection, includes Catholics, leaders of major black church groups, Prominent mainline Christian officials and heads of evangelical Protestant organizations. Leaders also plan to release a letter signed by 20 religious officials addressed to President Joe Biden and lawmakers in Capitol Hill, urging them 
to finalize and pass a slate of bills working their way through the Congress. Three bills are coming before the House and the Senate have captured our attention. Government, pagans, Satan's children, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, the family support budget bill, and the voting rights legislation. If passed and assigned a law, they could strengthen the physical and social infrastructure of our society, cut family and child poverty more than any time in our lives, and ensure the precious right to vote for all peoples made in God's image. To me, this is divisive. They're, they sound just like a Democratic politician. So they are of the world. They are entwined with the Democratic bureaucracy. They think that if the government forces their will, then family and child poverty is going to be cut. Not repent nation, turn back to God, put our petitions before God. He knows what we need. To resist hating other people because of differences and to be good workers, to be diligent, to pay the taxes we're supposed to. And then the church can work in the local communities to bring blessings on the people. But no, these guys and girls want to go and say, pagan government, take from other people. And you fix our problems in the government's name. Government is put in place by God. So we're to respect the government, but we're not to trust the government. We're not to put government above God. We're not to expect the government to fix our problems. We're not talking about equality when it came to the slavery, which obviously was biblically always wrong, had to be righted. to free access, you know, to to access to not paid for, but every but children should have be able to go to school, not turned away because of their skin color, for example. But this idea of saying, well, we're going to culturally convince families and children that God doesn't exist, so then the money dries up where people aren't giving to the church, and then the people are struggling, and then so then they ask for the government to get involved, and then it works its way up to their leaders going to meet, have their fancy lunch and their fancy robes and clothing, trying to connect with the pagan government to fix the problems. But there's all kinds of things out here. There's even, believe it or not, you can believe it, but you'll find these kinds of things. The Christian case for Biden's plan to raise taxes on America's rich. So what they do with this uh, 
Faith and Progressive Policy Initiative writer writes about that Christians, now I don't know where they get this, they, they come up with this magic number, 62% of Christians believe that corporations pay too little in tax, too little in tax. 77% of Christians agree the wealthiest Americans should pay more, and 71% say corporations should. So here's the justification. Jesus, oh, no, it wasn't Jesus. They have to go through church followers. They have to go through the Pope. So they're going to use Pope Francis to justify the biblical view. This was from NBCNews.com, their little religious writer. Here is is how I see the New Testament, because the left actually is trying to use the Old Testament. Work six years, take a year off, let the poor glean. So that all of a sudden now the, the Old Testament's good for taxing rich people because the rich people were mandated to do things that the Israelis, the Jews, I should say, the Hebrews, so they, they, they as being a people set apart by God in their holy nation, with God as as their sovereign, right, their theocracy, the, the rich were required to do things to help the poor people in their, in their nation. Not other nations, but in their nation. And, and, but, the, but the left has always attacked the Old Testament. Jesus, if you go through the New Testament, was discipling his apostles to go out to the world and to minister to people individually with individuals. Then the churches were formed as Christians would meet, read through the apostles' teachings and prayer and pray, and they would share inside the church to those that were needy. Then, as they had the ability, they would bless people not in the church. Thus, over time, they became like the, the welfare center, the health care center, and eventually universities. But it, was, it, it started with people that are saved, born again, have the Spirit of God put in them. Then they're told to be a light and not to be of the world and not to be sinning like the world but to be able to minister to the house of God first and then from there out as the means were available. What the left has done is said, oh, no, Jesus' teaching was universal. That governments all of a sudden should treat the rich and poor and should, even though, even though, the progressives in America don't want Christianity's reach or impact in government to be seen or felt. All of a sudden now they're like, well, Jesus would feed the poor people. Jesus would help the immigrant. Jesus would. I just want to encourage you. That is the hypocrisy of people who live in lives in defiance of God's Holy Spirit. They live in total rejection of what is truth. They, they encourage the murder of babies. They encourage the sexual relations 
between same genders. They encourage people to say this person has is mentally ill. They they believe they are rejecting their own gender. And then the and like it says in Romans one that not only does not only do the people that that are not Christian hate Christians, but not only do they do they view or 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 sin, but then the culture then looks for ways to promote those sins and all of a sudden now because they want to get a three and a half trillion dollar spending bill through they want to force people to take a vaccine these same politicians and these pseudo these these secular religious people claiming to be bishops and stuff in their denominations are all going to say we the church of god dependent upon god and jesus christ we are going to come in now and we're going to try to merge Christianity with government and a private public partnership to help convince Christians to do what the state wants. Because we think that if people do what the state wants, then the Christians and the people in our communities are going to be better off. There, there, there is no socialism or Marxism in the Bible. Socialism and Marxism is the it's a mandated taking and redistributing of opportunities, wealth, privileges, whatever you want to call it. It's a mandated thing by a government instrument. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Christianity is love for God and the free will giving to others in the body of Christ when there's a need. That's not socialism. People work hard. Back then, people had fields, farmers, whatever. And then in the body of Christ, when they came together, they would voluntarily help. But the church didn't say, every single person that's in the new Christ followers, you must all give 20%, and we're going to redistribute it to people in our church that don't have as much as you do. Marxism and socialism is antithetical toward Holy Spirit-filled Christ followers that love and share and do unto others as they wouldn't want done to for themselves. And this idea they're trying to commingle them, it's bringing light, it's bringing darkness and light together and we're commingling, and it is it is unbiblical, and I don't care what people tell me. But Christian Christian leaders do not run around promoting this. But if you don't know your Bible, 
Well, yeah, yeah. What did Jesus say? He said to the rich man, you can't get into heaven. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And so that means the rich man should have should have actually given up stuff because then, then he would have been righteous if he did that. He would have been, that would be the good thing to redistribute his wealth. But he was bad because he wouldn't do that. Remember when they were out, Jesus was, was speaking to crowds out in the middle of nowhere. And, and when, when it was time for everyone to eat, did he say, who's rich here? We're going to take from you and redistribute. You know, he said, how many fish and loaves do we have? Okay, sit down. Okay, now get your baskets, and I'm going to start filling them up. And he fed everybody. Jesus fed them without anybody's help, and they didn't have to redistribute assets. So don't lose the heart of Christ in being, taking care of your family, taking care of people in the body of Christ and helping people outside the church as a light when you can. It goes along, and this I'm not gonna. This is way too much to cover, but I'm just looking at the the current news. The Biden administration wants to spend three and a half trillion dollars. They're trying to get these Christian people to get involved to get it passed. In the end, it's going to give eight million people amnesty. We have open borders with people pouring across. Now, some of you are thinking, "Well, I was heard that that we're supposed to love the aliens." When the Bible was written, they didn't have walls. They were nomadic. They would go around. But if you did get to Jericho or cities that had walls, it's because they said, um, we might be in conflict and or we want to know who's coming in, so we do have walls. Babylon, when, when they have walls, it was, for, it was for protection. But when, when the Jews in the Old Testament, or the Christians were going around in their groups. A lot of the cities, smaller ones, didn't have walls. Jerusalem did. In Nehemiah, they built a wall, one hand with a one one hand on a weapon and, and one hand putting bricks up. God doesn't God requires, especially the men, to be protectors. The parents to be protectors, parents to be protect, just protect your house and your family. And so this idea that we should encourage Christians, encourage to help people that came into our country knowingly, illegally, violating laws, then seeking to get assistance from our government that somehow Christians are supposed to be for that is mind-boggling to me. You don't know who's coming across the border. So let, let's, think, let's think of your house. Because let's try to think, through the, think this through philosophically and think this through biblically. If you... Do you lock your doors at night? Do you lock your car as a Christian? 
if a thousand people walked down your street and you didn't know any of them, and they looked dirty, didn't speak the language, and you know there's crime around, and your children are asleep in their beds, and these people come to your door saying, we're hungry, we're coming in, and they start coming through your front door, your back door, and your windows illegally, what would you do? Oh, I, I would just stop, stop. You would freak out because they could be going after your daughter in her room, your wife if you're married. If you're alone, they could be taking all your things. They could be getting knives and weapons from you. You wouldn't do that. You, you, you would, if you're a man, you would protect your family so you keep your doors locked. If you have a weapon, you have that as a backup. You have a phone if you have to call 911. But, he, but as we're praying and asking for peace and protection on our homes, the last thing we're going to do is say, well, Lord, now that, that you've been faithful to keep us safe, I'm going to allow a bunch of people in my house that I don't know who they are, but I trust that you're going to not let them kill us. And that's not what happens. That's not wisdom. So as we go as I bring people on the podcast and as, and as I go over these issues and you can see my articles that I'm writing on the website, christiantalk.life, we live in a world that we're passing through. We are the true aliens as Christians. We literally don't have a home here. We are citizens in a temporary sense in the United States of America we don't want our country to have people coming in that are going to hurt and kill our neighbors and our family members. We'd like our country, me personally, to be able to keep our rights where our children and grandchildren can exercise their religious rights openly. Why wouldn't we vote for righteous causes to keep our country free of abortion, free of murder, keep our freedoms for speech, worship? Why wouldn't we vote for that? Why wouldn't we want to keep people out of the country who we don't know who they are? These aren't people that got vetted, went through the process, paid the money, learned the language, agreed to assimilate. No, these are people from over 150 countries, according to Governor Abbott of Texas, that just come across. They have COVID and everything, some of them. Some are murderers, some are rapists, some are just violence, uh, auto thieves. Some of them are human traffickers, drug runners. In California, they busted a couple that had enough opioids, which probably came from Afghanistan through the Mexican border, enough to kill 50 million people. 50 million people. Would it be Christ-like? Is it Christ-like? to let strangers come into the country, come into your cities, come into your house that will do people harm when you could have prevented it. Jesus didn't say, let people in your house, they're going to kill your family. He said to husbands, and, and then in Ephesians, right, Paul? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, gave himself and died for her, protecting 
loving, encouraging children, disciplining, raising them up in the way of the Lord. So we got us. We need to separate from this social justice movement in the culture because that is man's attempt to try to be to to bring in justice and equity, but that's not God's way of handling things. But I know you you may be listening to this saying that's not right. It's lobbying to let people in because we're supposed to treat other people. Okay, well you you, you think that's true. That if people, if the, if the if America functioned the way you're thinking, what would our crime look like? What would what, what would you take the responsibility of the people that got killed in your city or human trafficked because you left these because you, in the name of God, tried to encourage the government to just let them flow in unverified who they are? No. Not at, not if you are. Not if you're trying to. Biblically, go home to the home to the fellowship, the body of Christ, then out. The, it doesn't work when we co-mingle Christ with the world. We're of it, but we're not supposed to be part of it. Last thing I'm going to cover here, and we'll finish up. There's a lot of wolves in the body of Christ, okay? And I don't know why people don't see this. Money tends to be a main driver of the wolves. Okay, this is, these two stories are really, should be just obvious. And these men, if they don't repent, are in big trouble upon death because greater to tie, to tie a millstone around your neck and drown yourself than to mislead the children from God. Here's from uh, Christian News, Premier Christian News. An evangelical pastor in the U.S. has said that people can speed up the process of Jesus returning to earth if they would just donate more money to congregations like his. Speaking during a live TV program, Victory Thon, evangelical pastor Jesse DePlanta said, I honestly believe this. The reason why Jesus hasn't come is because people are not giving the way God told them to give. When you understand this, you can speed up the time he continued. Bible says what? Money is the root of all kinds of evil. That's evil. And a quote-unquote pastor that tries to pressure Christians to give money so Jesus could come back is evil. How many stories have you heard? T- used to watch TBN and places like that where they gave their final dollar or they gave their thousand dollars expecting a tenfold or hundredfold and they went bankrupt, marriages, divorced, lives fall apart, but the preacher on TBN or on these networks had a nice suit and lived in wealth. Well, not to be outdone, 
ChristianHeadlines.com. One of the one of the one of the masters of the demonic word of faith movement. TV evangelist Kenneth Copeland asked viewers for money to buy a private jet to avoid vaccine mandates. Yes, you're hearing this right. Controversial preacher Kenneth Copeland's asking his supporters for money to help him buy a private jet so he could avoid the vaccine mandates and still travel freely. During that same victory thon, Tuesday, which called for vaccine mandates, he called it the mark of the beast, went into the book of Revelation to get people, ooh, the end times, ooh. He said, quote, the time has come for ministries, particularly traveling ministries, to have some other method of travel other than the airlines. Unquote. He continued, quote, you get in this situation. We're not going to let you fly unless you're vaccinated. Well, to me, that's the mark of the beast, not to the vaccine. He later clarified, I'm not taking the vaccine, but you can do what you want to do. According to Inside Edition, Copeland already owns three jets and a private airport. Late June, Copeland uh, claimed that his faith in God would shield him from the coronavirus, and he also accused Christians of not having enough faith, arguing they spent too much time watching news reports. Quote, I'm talking now about the Holy Spirit born again, Holy Spirit baptized, Holy Spirit speaking in other tongues, healing, believing Christians that don't watch, that don't watch anything but COVID-19 on television. Your faith is idle and dumb, unquote. These men should be out of the church. They're heretics, and they influence hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. The good news is the gospel. The good news is that Jesus is still on the throne. The good news is that God is in control. The good news is that in the end, Justice will prevail, and he will separate the sheep from the goats, the wheat and the tares, and those of us that are walking in step with the Spirit, not being drawn away by the world, will be able to spend eternity in the new heavens and the new earth with our Savior. So we need to pray for the heretics I just mentioned, that they actually would, God would deliver them from that wickedness that the people that they have hurt and influenced will be set free from the bondage they put them under and that the church would be would come together again in the simplicity of the gospel under the authority of scripture and make a difference in this culture and not be dependent on the government to supplement for what God isn't doing for them. So stay in worship, stay in the word, stay in good fellowship. That's the key. You have to have fellowship with other Christians. You need to be in the word of God to be built up, and then you need to worship, and you need to be 
need to be a light in the darkness and you need to just keep in mind that we are not of the world we don't function like them and if you see a commingling get away from it because it is not of God and you can, and that is something you can go into the scriptures for and that's a beautiful thing about the word of God it's not what Eric says because I just want to encourage you that God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. Jesus is coming back, and we're not orphans. And we get the pleasure of doing the bidding for our Savior as his, as his ambassadors for his glory. So I do want to thank you for listening to this. Make sure you check out the website, christiantalk.life. I am going to run a few promos here. One of them is for mypillow.com. I love the products, their quality, so I can tell you if you want to, if you need pillows, if you need a mattress topper, which is basically two, three inches of foam. I love it. It turned my mattress into something really nice. They got towels that are really nice, but you can save a lot of money if you use a promo code of FTR for finish the race, FTR when you check out. MyPillow.com, FTR. You're going to save up to 66%. Help our podcast here and get yourself some great stuff with that lasts you a long time. So MyPillow.com, promo code FTR at checkout. Also, if you have a cell phone, you're about to get a new one, and you're tired of being tracked by Amazon, you're getting tracked by Verizon, getting tracked by anyone that sells these phones, Apple, you can get a phone called a Freedom Phone directly from freedomphone.com. It works just like your Android, except there's a new operating system where they can't track your text and the websites, everything you're doing on it. It comes protecting your privacy. So freedomphone.com, promo code SAVE, to save up to $50. Thank you so much again for joining me again. Check out our sponsors if you just pray about it. If you need a phone or need some great stuff, mypillow.com or Freedom Phone, I really appreciate it. But check out my website, christiantalk.life. Share this podcast with your friends and family, and God bless you guys. See you later. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.